My name is Major Benson Winifred Payne. As of 0800, I am replacing Major Frankfurt as your commanding officer. <laughs> Welcome back, Barbie Girls, to the Complete Guide to Horror podcast. Today, we're talking military school, possessed dolls, and more with Child's Play 3, the 1991 sequel to the first Child's Play movie. Child's Play 3, rated R. It's been years since Chucky, the doll with the soul and the voice of a psychopathic killer, was apparently destroyed in a fire at a doll factory. Now, Chucky's manufacturer is remaking the same line of toys with the old, still-haunted materials. This resurrects Chucky, who goes after Andy, his former owner, who now attends military school. Military school? You lied to me! (laughs) I'm sorry if you heard, Disneyland, but I distinctly said military school. Chucky slashes his way through a string of grotesque murders as Andy tries to stop the doll and the spirit within it. Now, straight off the bat, my first time watching this was actually at your place, Coops, in the mid-2000s. I remember I was almost always the first one asleep during the horror movie night marathons you used to have, but this was my second introduction to Chucky after Pride, Seed of Chucky, you know, those sequels. One notable aspect of this movie is that although it was released only nine months after Child's Play 2, the story takes place eight years after the events of that film. So a huge time jump in such a short amount of time. I actually like this sequel. While I'm more inclined to love the full-on horror comedy hybrids of the two sequels after this movie. I still appreciated the funny parts and the deaths of this installment, but personally, I don't know. I just prefer Child's Play 2 over this one. So I'm interested to know, Coop, what did you think about Child's Play 3? Uh All right, here we go. Here we go. All right. So I'm probably going to get reamed by all the horror purists out there, but you can all go and fuck yourself for it. This is my favorite Chucky movie. I love Child's Play 3. It is the first Chucky movie I ever saw. I know I'm biased in that regard, but I absolutely fucking love this movie. I feel like it's at its absolute peak when it comes to the comedy, uh, when it comes to the violence of the deaths and just the way that Chucky is sort of playing the two factions within this military camp against each other. I think the military school is such a fascinating backdrop for a horror movie and I wish there was more of that, you know, other horror movie series. I think it's a it's an interesting background or backdrop to play with with a movie like this. Chucky's got so many one-liners throughout this movie. He's fucking hilarious. He's slitting throats. He's fucking putting real bullets in paintball guns. This movie is awesome. Lots of praise. Lots of praise. And oh, yeah. also lots of oh, yeah. very deserved praise too. One aspect which I noticed about this movie compared to the first two, which is Chucky really loves screaming at people in this movie. So compared to the first two installments where he'd like to be a bit more silent before, you know, attacking someone. I mean, I'm sure there's a YouTube compilation somewhere where it's just Chucky being like, ah, before he actually kills people. And I noticed that a lot throughout this movie, whether it's the opening scene or whether it's at the military camp. But you actually touched on a very interesting point. I can't think of any other horror movie where it's been set at a military school or if it's been set at like an army Reserve. I don't know the right terminology for it, but join the navy. 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 Join the nav
join the Navy. This is very unique. BP, do you have any thoughts? <laughs> um, I'm surprised you like that one, Chris. But I get it. If When you're young and <clears throat> sometimes your first film can be a sequel in a series and that sort of sticks with you. Look, I thought the movie is decent, but I felt there was a quality drop-off between this and number three, definitely. I didn't like it as much as number two. I, I like that they sort of continued on again with Andy being older. And, you know, he's gone to military school and sees the doll and the soldiers walking by with it and has an internal freak out. And, yeah, but I wasn't – this was probably like the first Chucky movie where I started to go on my phone at some points. Like I wasn't really getting into it in some parts. The military school – aspect is cool in a way but i just don't feel like there's a lot of development with a lot of the other characters even his roommate and sadly his roommate gets killed i think at the end of the grenade if that's what happens i think it is he's a hero um he's a hero yeah <laughs> well, i didn't know because he i know he jumps on it and then he's laying there dead but then i didn't know if, yeah what happened there and again chucky is even more pissed off than the first two which it's hard to believe. Um, mm. But yeah, he has a couple of good one-liners and there's a couple of cool kill shots in there. But out of the three so far, it's pretty, like, it's decent. But I, it's it, to me, it has low replay value. I just kind of found a lot of it forgettable. The only thing would, I probably would like is just the progression of Andy itself. And it was good to see him back for a third film. I really like that they still stuck with the character of Andy, but then they still did something interesting with introducing a new environment, a new group of characters. So it keeps it feeling fresh, but still appeases the, like the hardcore Chucky fans who have seen the first two by saying like, no, we're still stuck in with the main two tent poles of the franchise, which are Andy and Chucky. I guess my favorite part of the film is I love how insane Chucky is. Like, yes, he was also crazy during the first two and he still has the same like funny one-liners. He's still very agitated, but I felt he was more sinister in this one, especially Coop, as you mentioned, with turning the two army camps against each other so that they were responsible for killing some of the other portions. Yeah, I just thought it was a more sadistic form of Chucky. Safe to say, Coop, that I think your favourite part of this movie is all of it, but did you have any particular like praise for a particular scene, particular character, anything along the lines like that? The crazy character of the barber who wants everybody to be bald. I always get a kick out of just like like strange side characters. And I think he's a really good example of that. <laughs> just the build up to him getting his throat slashed and just the irony of that when, you know, his whole thing is keep your hair short. Otherwise, the, the soldiers are going to pull your head back and slash your throat and he just gets fucked up by his his own razors love that shit with the climax of this movie the idea of you know like a theme park particularly a sort of horror themed ride is really cool idea for the climax of of a horror movie and all those sort of moving parts of a backdrop like that uh, works really well it's interesting with that theme park too because i don't remember the theme park from when i watched it years and years ago when i was a teenager but when i rewatched it the other day i was like oh, i remember vaguely this part but I've heard it also somewhat indirectly tied in with the sequence at the end of Child's Play 2 with how that was set in a toy factory. That toy factory kind of looked like an amusement park as well. So to me, it was like, ooh, some similarities, but still this is its own voice, it's its own set design, still fresh, still ups the ante. So I appreciated that aspect too. BP, did you have any favourite parts in the movie? 
there's a quote by Chucky that I really like, and it's the scene where um, I think it's the soldier or the the older gentleman, he's walking into one of the dorms or something and he has the heart attack because he sees the doll talking. And then Chucky yeah, does the yeah. quote, the, cho- uh, the quote, um, you've got to be fucking kidding me. And it's just funny because I think it's at that <laughs> point that Chucky wanted to kill him. And he's just like, he saw the doll moving and he's having a heart attack. Like, you're kidding me right now. I really like that. In regards to Child's Play 3, I don't necessarily think I have any least favourite parts of the movie. I felt that it was one installment that was quite consistent with not only its entertainment value, but also keeping the audience entertained. But I will say one thing that I wish they did put in was I was expecting a reference to Kyle, the foster sister from the second movie. So I was thinking maybe, you know, she might appear at the same military camp somehow, or maybe she'll be like in the opening scene or anything. But I don't actually remember if Kyle was in Child's Play 3. Uh, Coop, I know you stated before that you don't have any least favourite parts. Tyler's kind of annoying. That's about it. It's interesting. I'm, I was just having a look on Wikipedia regarding this film and it was saying the series creator Don said that this was his least favourite in, entry in the series, adding mm-hmm, that he ran, that. Out of, yeah, ad, ran out of ideas after the second film. He elaborated further in 2013, stating he was not pleased with the casting, feeling Jeremy Silvers was too old for the role of Tyler. And then the director said in 2017, after the last film, that he called it silly. Chucky himself, in terms of, I guess, like CGI or sort of puppetry, like graphics and whatnot, he looks his best here, by the way. I I don't know if anyone's noticed the first film, pretty good with his mouth. The second one started getting all facial features. And then this one's sort of full-fledged. He actually looks really good. The poster for this movie is eerily creepy to me. does not look Mm. like it is Chucky, but does not look like the Chucky that I know, that I've seen so far. But the poster's a bit... If you have a look at it, it kind of off-putting. Oh, yeah, the poster's not very good. I feel like blood coming out of his mouth looks like it was added in on paint. Yeah, there's something. There's something. Yeah. I, don't yeah. know if either, I don't know if either of you have the picture up at the moment. but Yeah, I'm having a look there. Yeah. It said, there comes a time to put away childhood things, but some things won't stay put. Mm, it's a shit tagline. The traps come alive. It's <laughs> <laughs> all 3D all over again. But yeah, I was surprised with the poster. I thought maybe it would have shown him at the actual military camp so that from the poster you get the sense of where the environment is because with the second one i mean i'm not saying you directly get that it's in a toy factory but the fact that it's him cutting the jack-in-the-box doll it it alludes at least to the toy factory but this one close-up face i know that that was very Mm. popular with horror movie posters not only in the early 90s but even today you get like the close-up posters of like carrie during the 2013 remake but yeah i think this should have been a better poster. It's interesting that Don Mancini came out saying that this was his least favourite sequel because to me, this is the one that has his writing all over it, whether it's the military camp, yeah. whether it's Chucky being more vicious. So I'm surprised that he felt that they ran out of ideas up to the second one because to me, this was the perfect way to freshen up things by having the same characters but also having that new environment. So I thought that was very smart. It does say that Universal Studios had to begin writing the third installment before Child's Play 2 was released. So causing pressure to him to draft a storyline on such a tight schedule. And then it did mm. say that he initially wanted to introduce mm. the concept of multiple Chuckies in the movie, but due to budget constraints, the idea was eventually scrapped. God, can you imagine if they did multiple Chuckies? Like, I know they do that in Brighter Chucky, but at least it's its own separate characters. Yeah. It'd be like, called, probably called like Chuck, Chuck, Chucky, like Jack, Jack, Jackie. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Chucky 3 and but that the 3 early is in on like too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we think 
this movie holds up 31 years after release. I think it still does. I think that the sequels as a whole, like the original trilogy, still hold up. It's something that I know I'll still be watching, say, like in another five years' time, ten years' time. Hopefully there's no future remakes or anything that fuck up the trilogy. But, yeah, Coop, do you have any thoughts? Um, yeah, I'm, 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 yeah, it holds up. Shit, yeah. I'm trying to think of the sort of aspects about it. Maybe with some of the ensemble acting, it feels a little dated in some ways just because it's not sort of as tight as the main cast but otherwise I, I feel like it holds up it holds up for some fans but like for me it's rather forgettable out of the three so far in the series i would rather watch two and then the first one and then this one if i had to but i think from anyone from the outside if they were like in the video store at the time seeing child's play three they wouldn't actively the poster doesn't help but they wouldn't pick it up unless they've watched the series or number two prior mm. so i think that kind of limits it in a way it's only really for the fan base at this point like if you were in video easy you saw child's play child's play 2 and child's play 3 i think most people would go for child's play 2 just based on how dynamic that poster is but then if you haven't seen any of them you're of course gonna go for the original as opposed to number three my mum had this on video and what had happened is what happened um (laughs) was that she rented it from Video Easy and she thought she took it back and she got like fee or fine or, or whatever. And she's like, I know I brought it back, but whatever. She just like paid the fine. And then, yeah, I was looking around the house one day and came across like just the, she'd obviously taken just the um case back. So we just had the actual videotape lying around. And this is, I don't know, maybe maybe showing my age here, but it was always like, oh, like an actual video, like not just stuff mum's taped off the telly and cut the ads out of because we're, you know. Did you get like a late fire? We're 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 technologically advanced and shit. So I watched this when I was pretty young. I think I was like uh, nine or ten maybe. wasn't very old. Yeah, it was like, oh, what's this? What's this movie? It's with the cool. Because the writing looked really cool. It was like, it was all in blue, but it had like evil looking text and i always wanted to watch it when i was younger but i wasn't allowed to till i was like nine or ten do you know it doesn't sound very old but like whatever get over it yeah it was good back in the day with tapes some of them would be color-coded as well so you'd be like oh an orange tape nickelodeon <laughs> yeah yeah and all the old trailers <clears throat> oh my god there was one for some weird evil cat movie like a cat was coming to get you and there was one for, <laughs> there was one for a spike lee movie called jungle fever half the trailer was just just showing all the famous people that was were in it there were so many famous people in this movie and half the trailer was just like real upbeat music and like all these famous people in it i think it was the house on haunted hill vhs there were some trailers on there for movies which i actually did go and rent afterwards so i do think that was a funny promotional gimmick that if you mention this to anyone that's like below the age of 18 they'd be like huh there were youtube ads on videos (laughs) but yeah (laughs) the one thing that i hated about vhs rentals well, actually, no, to be fair, not VHS, but DVDs for sure. VHS is you could press fast forward and skip through like that out of the style where it's like, have you bought or rented a pirated copy video? And it takes like 20 minutes to scroll through that yeah. fucking ad that's always at the start. The, yeah, you could fast forward through the trailers, but on a DVD, they remove the ability to skip through all those. So you'd have to be like, fuck sakes, just let me watch it every the movie. time. And it's asking if you stole a television, a box at television. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> download a house. Like. <laughs>
<laughs> There's that a scene in that, that trailer, and I always used to think it was Michael Jackson sitting in the stair, in the in the in the chair. It's where he takes the handbag because it's someone that's wearing a long jumper and like long black hair. The kid in me likes the frosted side, but the grown up in me likes the kid in me. Also, what fucking internet was that girl using in that video? Because that ad would have been late nineties, early two thousands, and she's downloading the movie, and it downloads within two seconds. Yeah, I want that internet. The yeah, music's yeah. pretty like banging in that trailer, and I remember being right? in that. It's so good. Watching it. Yeah, which it's like the there's cinema a... every time. I just always remember the THX thing where it's like, oh, and it's in like every James Cameron movie, but The Simpsons do a funny parody where that sound comes on and like people's heads explode and Grandpa yeah. Simpson they're like, turn it up. <laughs> <laughs> like Gracie films. <laughs> <laughs> So personally, I did like Child's Play 3, even though I had watched Bride of Chucky beforehand, it did make me interested in watching any sequels that may come out of it. So I remember looking for a Child's Play 4 and then realizing, oh, I've already seen it because it's not Child's Play 4, it's Bride of Chucky. But it did leave me wanting more of Chucky. At this point, I wasn't as invested in the Andy character, but I still wanted to see what Chucky was going to do. So I think it worked in that regard. Coop, how about yourself? Well, yeah, like I said before, I mean, this was the first one that I saw, so I was immediately like, I need all of this in my body right now. Made me want to watch the sequels, and yeah, I watched them in a weird order, like I said. I think this this one, second one, Brighter Chucky, then the first, and then I think from then on, I sort of watched them in order as they came out. But yeah, absolutely piqued my interest and made me want to watch more of uh, the, the poster and the tagline and everything wouldn't have. BP, do you have any thoughts? I know you weren't a particular fan of this movie, but would it make you invest in Chucky as a series? To me, I wouldn't have thought it would still keep going as it is now, but as we've sort of seen with the future films and the TV series, there are some better films in the series, which is surprising because most of the time with these longer franchises, like Friday Friday 13, Saw, all those ones, they start to sort of diminish in quality and there's never really a repeat after that. It just gets worse and worse. So I wouldn't be fussed either way. Like I could leave it at this, but if it was just a three, this would have been a weak finale sequel at that point. Well, I think Coop is about to murder you, so you might want to hide. <laughs> I've got my um, my follow-up trivia from before as well. So Child's Play 3 was cited as the inspiration in quotation marks, for two murders, uh, which took place in the United Kingdom in December 1992 and February 1993, respectively. The murder of Suzanne Kappa and the murder of James Bolger. In the Suzanne Kappa case, uh, the 16-year-old was forced to listen to recordings of the gang leader repeating the catchphrase, I'm Chucky, want to play. Tom Holland, in response to both murders, defended the film, stating that viewers of horror movies could only be influenced by their content if they were unbalanced to begin with. Mm-hmm. There's been a bit of trivia on uh, some controversy with um, Child's Play 3 for you. I just kind of roll my eyes when they hear it and try and lay blame on real life murders on films and video games. And it sort of also yeah. comes a thing of the parent responsibility and other factors as well. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Like, I mean, I played a lot of The Legend of Zelda back in the late 90s, but I wasn't running around throwing pots at people or. <laughs> Gain a sword and trying to kill you chicken were? so that they come. I was. Yeah. It's like I wasn't leaving banana peels on the ground and hoping someone would spin out of them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the whole conservative reaction and also like the, you've got like so many parent, parental 
saying that word wrong, like Control. parents group rights that are all focused on trying to censor TV shows, censor movies based on what they think is influencing children to be less religious or less demonic, <laughs> for lack of a better word. It's just like, I'm sorry, but horror movies don't influence people to do that. If anything, maybe some strange weirdos might watch a movie and be like, oh, shit, that's horrible. I would never do that in a million years. So it might actually do the opposite. But look, bitches be crazy. Mm -hmm. Coop, BP, thank you both very much for joining me again today. Thank you. Listeners, in our next set of episodes, we discuss Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky, the two comedic sequels which see the birth of Tiffany, Glenn slash Glenda, the non-binary queer icon of the series, and discuss what worked, what needed improvement, and the enduring legacy of Brad Dura, Don Mancini, Jennifer Tilly, and more. Like, comment, share, all that shit you already heard this before. If you hated this episode... This ought to slow the pricks down. Yeah.